What's up, y'all? Listen, I got to bring the word today, but before you even do that, I just got something I gotta get off my chest. So, I grew up in a Dominican household. So I grew up predominantly speaking Spanish. So I was using, and still use, words like, que lo que, or wah wah wah, which literally don't mean nothing but what's up, or how you doing. Like, it means a whole lot of stuff. But they're not in the dictionaries, because we literally made them up like 15 years ago. And now, part of my vocabulary. So <laughs> what ended up happening is I started making room in my brain for Dominican, then the Queen Spanish, I don't know what you call it, or Ebonics, you know. And <laughs> lastly, whatever you want me to write in the essays, you know, making room in my brain for that. And what I never made room for was irregular conjugations. I know y'all know what that is, I didn't. Like, I had to find out. Like, for example, right, when I was growing up, they told me, listen, when you have something that's multiple things, just add an S at the end of it. So guess what I started doing? I didn't get S at the end of it. Like, apples. Instead of apple, apples. Or, shoot. Let me not keep going, because I'm gonna mess up. But, so I discovered, while reading today's passage, that you don't say sheeps, you say sheep. Right? So, you, in that, let me do other rabbit holes or whatever, right? Like, you don't say childs, you say children. Right? So, I'm still working on it. I'm still, like, practicing. I'm still going to keep saying sheeps here and there. So, don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? Don't go bullying me on the chat. I'm talking to you, Carlos. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Kevin. Do not, do not bully me. This is a safe space. And I'm just, and when I do it, while I'm reading or speaking today, just, just be chill. Cool, cool, cool. So now that I got that out of the way, my name is German. Some of you have not met me, but some of you have. I work part-time with DC Chi Alpha at Georgetown, specifically. And I get to lead two life groups. I get to lead, uh, co-lead with Carlos uh, Rewind on Tuesday. And I get to lead with Glenn Rise on Wednesday. So if you're a guy at Georgetown and you haven't really plugged into anything, hit me up, man. You're missing out. I feel like our community is definitely our secret sauce. Like communities where transformations happen and where stories are built upon. So if you are not plugged in, hit me up. I, I also want to say that I am a staff now, but at some point as a student, I got the most improved award, which really means that I had to do so much work because I was so far behind. And honestly, I want to tell my story real quick so you can understand why I'm so passionate about community. And so to start off, me, my story got to, has to come all the way back to my freshman year at American University. I was, man, I was a hot commodity, man. Everybody wanted a piece of me. And I had my hand everywhere. And Blaine started, like, giving me some mentoring and whatever, right? Because obviously he wanted to be around this shine, too. I also had to ask for it, too, but whatever, right? And so he's mentoring me. He's growing me and all that stuff. And he's noticing, man, German's dropping the ball here, 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 and here. Let me be a pastor and give him some advice and push him a little. So Blaine sat down with me in, uh, at American University in the mud box, which is like the basement of the library. And then he was saying, like, German, you know, it's not healthy to do what you're doing, to be plugged in so many places and all that stuff. You got to cut some of that down. And I was like, nah, man, I just got to sleep less. You know what I'm saying? I got it. I just got to sleep less. He was like, no, man. Name three things that you're going to cut off by this weekend. And I was like, shh. Well, Kai Alpha is the only one telling me I have to cut something off. So I'm going to cut off Kai Alpha. 
with a tear in my eye, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna remove myself from Kai Alpha. Y'all telling me I'm not so great. And every other club is telling me I'm amazing. German, do this, do that. So I'm about to, you know, pull up over there, right? And so for two years, I treated Kai Alpha like a gas station. Like I would come in whenever I needed like to hear a good word and then dip. Or I, if I need, if I felt like really disconnected or whatever, I'll go and listen to the worship. Like what they going, what they got going on or whatever, right? And even when like I felt lonely, I'll just come to like a life group or whatever, right? And so for the two years, I'm just like pulling in and just like going whenever I had a need and then dipping, right? And so it wasn't until my junior year that I felt like the Lord was like calling me out on some things, right? He was like, man, you've <laughs> benefited so much from this community, but you haven't added anything, right? He started to show me that I can't see this community as a gas station, but I got to see it as a garden, right? Where obviously we all eat, but we all plant, right? We all we all work the grounds, right? We all uh, reap the, the the benefits, right? I got to, we all come away with that, right? But I wasn't seeing it that way. And so I was definitely convicted. And I asked the Lord, so what, how can I, do anything like I'm not I haven't gone to NLI so I can't be a life leader and he was like well you had an apartment right so like, yeah yeah well why don't you just host a life group so I started hosting a life group and stuff um, became a great host yes yes I did I would have snacks I had uh, Totito's Pizza Road, I had carrots, uh, helmets, I had uh, Oreos. I had something for everybody, man. Everybody was welcome, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I was doing that. And then I remember, like, some people heard about Jesus for the first time in their life. Some people transformed their life in their life. Some people grew their story in their life group. And I got to say that I was part of that, right? They might not be like, yo, I remember when I was in German's apartment. But I would say, yo, remember when I hosted a life group and God used that obedience and that as a way to transform people's life. I can say that, and I'm part of that story. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit, but I'm part of it. And so that led me to really care about the community that I was in, to really care about Chi Alpha, to then <laughs> later on join on, uh, as a life group leader my senior year. And then when asked to be on staff, I was like, hold on, what? I get to... So back into a place that saved my soul, into a place of like, man, I wouldn't be me today if I had gone through cause and Chi Alpha had not been there for me. Uh, so that's why I believe in Chi Alpha and, and community in the space that we provide so much. Yeah. And so today's reading, I feel like we learned a really good principle about community. Yeah, so we're going to be reading uh, on John 10... And I'm going to be focusing specifically on verses 9 to 13. Uh, and if I say sheeps, don't bully me in the chat. Let's go. So yeah, if y'all can open up your Bibles to John 10, verses 9 to 13. And it reads like this. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am going to the shepherd. Ooh, psych. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The higher hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Amen. Yeah, so if y'all could just 
concentrate with me real quick and we can pray over what we've read and hope the Lord really dissects our heart. Um, Jesus, thank you that you're good. Clearly, you're the good shepherd. Clearly, you've allowed for times like this, God, that we get to study and, and see the teachings that you have left for us. I pray that we get to learn some things that we can apply to our life, God. I pray that you, we get your eyes, Lord, as we look at each other, as we uh, worship together, as we unpack the scriptures, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I'm excited for, I'm excited to share what you have given me today, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Let's go. All right. So when I read that, I hear a lot of stuff. Right? And three things that I want to point out that I feel like we should walk away with after reading that is clearly Jesus is referring to himself as the good shepherd. So I'm going to prove to you why he's a good shepherd. Right? So first of all, he's good. Right? If you read any part of scripture that reference him or he's in, you'll notice that he's either good, he's wholesome, he's nurturing, he's just, right? And he's beautiful, right? Whether it's the story that he's at the temple, right? And he's like, you know what? What are y'all doing with the temple? That's, what's going on? Like he's angry in a trustful manner. He's pushing people out because that's not wholesome. What's, what's happened to the temple is not. It's not what it's supposed to be, right? Or whether he's sitting with the woman at the well, right? Alexis taught us about how he patiently sits with us and hears our story, even though he already knows it, right? Yeah, so even through those stories, you just see that he's a good being, right? And then he's also a shepherd, right? Shepherding that he will point to the right direction, right? Point at the right person, point to the, you know, he will get us to where we have to get, he will help us and guide us in that way, right? And so why is he then the good shepherd? Right? When, when did those things collide? Well, he's a good shepherd because not only is he going to hold our hand, he's also becoming the bridge in which we walk on. Right? The sacrifice on the cross became the, the, our access to relationship with the Father. And anybody can point to the Father, right? Anybody can tell me, yeah, you need this and you need that. But not anybody can be the person that you do that on. And Jesus has become that. And that's why he's a good shepherd. And the good shepherd also allows for his sheep to get to know each other and to have be safe. Another point that I want to reference is how he talks about the higher servant versus the good shepherd, right? And in that, I want to say that we should emulate to be like the good shepherd and how we behave with one another, right? Because the good shepherd sees the community or sees his sheep and sees the wolf coming and he's going to stand in front of it and be like, hold on, can't do that. that not with something I have stake, high stakes with. Like, not with something I care about, right? But the higher servant is going to be, hold on, that's not my business. You know, I don't get paid enough. You say, that's not my business. You go ahead, do your thing. But we're, I feel like the character, or, or the, at least the principle that we're supposed to take away from this story, is that we are supposed to care for the sheep the same way Jesus does, right? I'm reminded when I think of the shepherd, right, or at least a good shepherd, I'm reminded of David, right? Because David defeated Goliath, you know what I'm saying? Big dog David, right? But he wasn't always a big dog, right? He sometimes was a regular dog. Like, he was caring for sheep. But in that, he took down some things that I will never face. He, he took down a bear and, and a lion to protect the sheep because the sheep meant something to him. The sheep meant the growth of his family. The, 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 he cared so much for his family that he protected the sheep for his life. You know what I'm saying? And that, 
allowed him to then position himself to also care so much for his people that he was able to stand in front of Goliath. Like David did the whole like, hold on, hold on. Am I bugging or he's bugging? Yeah, he's bugging. Let me go. Let me go get him. And he he's, was able to build that and have that because in the small spaces, he trusted what God has given him. And I'm reminded of how, like, yeah, I wasn't a life group leader, but I had something. And God led me to lead in just giving to the community the little that I had. So, yes, like, this is your community. The little that you have, give it. And God will do something with that. Yeah. Another thing that I want to reference is, uh, we didn't read it here, but if you read further down, you will read how he says that the sheep know him and hear his voice. And he knows the sheep. 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 He knows the sheep. <laughs> and so what I feel like that I, I get a take away from there is that, okay, well, because of who he is, I get to be in community. But if I am to emulate him, I got to start caring for the other sheep around me. So that means I got to really care about what they care about or at least start to look into what they care about, right? So have you ever been on Twitter, right? And you all seen like a post, right? A super problematic post, right? At least that's me. That's me. I see a really problematic post and I'm like, yo, that's funny. Shoot, it's type crazy. I probably shouldn't be laughing, but that's funny. Let me go in the chat. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Okay. And then you get somebody who's trying to be conscious or whatever, and they'll just put like a the, the truth about the post. Like, man, yeah, yeah, da, 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 this is what really happened, whatever. And you, subconscious, you're like, man, we don't want that. Man, I'm here for the comments, man. I don't want that. What's going on, man? But I'm here to tell you, man, we're not Twitter. We're not Instagram. You got to get messy with us, right? You gotta care for the people in your life who start to care about. And you gotta suffer with them. Cause that's what Jesus is calling us to. Cause he's also willing to do that for us. He led by example, by standing in front of Eddie Wolf, by dying on the cross for us. So I have two students, cause I also work at a nonprofit uh, called Centronia. And there I'm basically, I'm a STEM lead teacher, which really means nothing. It means I, I'm in charge of kids, right? Cool. And there, <laughs> I have two students, uh, Stephen and Samuel. So Stephen is the oldest, Samuel is the youngest. They're both going to an online, they're, do, they're taking classes online, right? And Stephen has instinctively memorized Samuel's uh, schedule. So Stephen gets this thing in his stomach. Oh, what's about time? Looks at the clock and be like, yo, um, sounds like you had to class. Or, or it could be like five minutes early, but he gets something in here, just like, oh, my brother, gotta go to class. Cool, instinctively. Then you also have uh, Veronica and Gabriela, right? They, they both uh, grew up together. They're not related, but they're like best friends now. Like, they, they're like BFF. That's what they told me. Best friends forever. It's a new one to me, right? But they're like, they're, they go crazy for each other. And so they have, they go to the same school, and they have the same schedule. And instinctively, when one of them is about to log into a Zoom call or whatever, before putting on their headphones, one of them yells, Gabriela! And the other girl catch, oh, my bad. And the other one yells, Veronica. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'm in there. 
And so instinctively, they're caring for each other. And they've never heard me preach like this. They've never heard this message. But they're instinctively doing something. Because what happens is, when we start to invest in the place that we're eating at, we start to care about it. And they invested in each other. And so they, don't, they want that investment to flourish. Samuel is the youngest one, but Stephen is not going to let him miss out on class. He doesn't want his teacher to get mad at him. But only God and, 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 and Gabriela, they, they love each other so much. I don't want to see the teacher scream at you. He said, yeah, I'm invested in you. So I feel like we should be invested in one another like that. Right? We should really, really care enough to send a call, to send a text. Because I feel like that's what the Lord is modeling for us in this story. And I think, well, applications in. Like, where, where do you go from here? Right? Well, we're still in Lent, right? We're still in land, so we still have communal abiding times. We have Monday, we have uh, uh, Monday, Friday from 10, uh, 10 a.m., right? EST. And then we also have uh, Saturday, uh, 11 a.m., EST. I think that's right. And, and so I feel like I, the, when I've gone to those spaces, it's really cool because you start to see how people relate to God and by the way they express or even pick up certain things in the scriptures. Right? Or you also have fasting. I'm telling you, there's nothing like fasting for somebody else or fasting for a friend or fasting for a family member. I feel like even, like I dare say that Jesus will ask you to pray for your enemies because you can't, like the same anger that you have towards them, you can't have that in prayer the same way. It hits different. So, so when you pray with somebody, when you fast with somebody, you start to see them in the eyes of God. You start to shift and you almost like start to conceptualize, whoa, Jesus really went through this for them? Uh, there might be a deal. There might be. There might be something to that, right? And even the jerk, the journals. Like I missed a couple of days. I'm gonna be honest with you. I missed a couple of days. I also done it and not spent time with God. Like I was, I've done the thing, wrote all the answers, but didn't spend time with God. And so what now has been really helpful is one living in confession with my my, my life group, right? But also like now I read and, and, and I spend time with God, and I'm excited to ask. One of the boys, yo, what, what you thought about this one? What you, what you, what you read here? Like, I'm really, it's helping me not only to be consistent and accomplish my goal, but to have intimacy with God. Yes, community is our secret sauce. And I feel like you don't have to uh, be a life leader to invest in it, right? You said you, you, you can just host it, right? You can just bring a, a, a conversation, right? Bring, bring a worship song to life group, right? You can check in on each other throughout the week. Yeah. So you know what? Let me just pray for us. I feel like as we go to worship, I want you to just brainstorm and ask God, look, God, this is my community. I feel like I'm being fed. Like we believe that God loved us so much that he's introduced us to, introduced each other to us. Right? And while the worship is happening, just ask God, yeah, God, what part can I play? What role can I play? Yeah, so let me pray for you. Uh, God, you're faithful and you're good. You've modeled for us how to live together. You care for us so deeply that you would do everything again and again if you had to. Yeah, we're grateful for your sacrifice, Lord. We're grateful that we get to live life together, even in this craziness. Lord, we're ready. We're expecting you to speak to us as we choose responsibility as we choose community as we choose you 
Amen.